Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of Toast and Roast. I am your co-host Georgie and as usual I'm here with Jeff. Hello. Hello. Hello, hello. Sip of water. Um, you've been yeah. going to a lot of concerts lately. What have you oh, been listening God. to? Dude, and why are you to... going to so many? Why? <laughs> it's like they five are, concerts in the last month. They are taking my money. <laughs> have I gone to five concerts? I will laugh if you're correct. Yeah, I mean, is mm. this a post-COVID, oh my God, all the, all the like, uh, Look, I wouldn't, I wouldn't call, I wouldn't call Richard Dawkins a concert. <laughs> who the hell's Richard Dawkins? <laughs> Wait, what? You don't know Richard Dawkins? Who the, who the hell is Richard Dawkins? A British uh, evolutionary uh, biologist. Yeah, like, you know, atheistic okay. stuff and science stuff and lots of, he wrote the book, The Selfish Gene. Right. Anyway. Don't need to talk about it, but, um, wait, you know Neil deGrasse Tyson? Yes. Yes, there you go. Richard Dawkins, I would say, is, like... In the circle. In the same sort of room, yeah. Uh, Nick wanted to buy tickets to see see Neil deGrasse Tyson. Uh Uh-huh. And they're, I think they're about a hundred and something dollars, like a hundred and eighty dollars, so a bit dear. Depends, right? (laughs) <laughs> and this is where I'm going to talk about, like, cost of, of stuff, entertainment. But they have a meet-and-greet ticket, which costs <laughs> over $300. Holy crap. For meet-and-greet. There were no real details about the meet-and-greet, so it was like, uh, would get you get a selfie? Get kidnapped by Neil deGrasse Tyson. <laughs> yeah. Would you get to have a conversation with him? Like, you know, would you get to hang out with him? Would you actually... Yeah, would you get a picture? Would you get an autograph? Would you get... What, yeah. what, so, what so would you so ask Neil deGrasse Tyson if that well, see, were the case? This is the thing. Like, I'm not a huge fan of him. Respect his work, obviously. Nick is a big fan. He was just straight up was like, yeah, I'm interested. We haven't bought the tickets, by the way. Um, and uh, I said, for me personally, just I am not interested enough to spend, to drop $300 on meeting him. And. Yeah. I said to Nick, why don't you fund my ticket or whatever? He's like, you fucking serious? I'm like, we don't want to see him. And then, like, in the end, we uh, he said, okay, maybe I'll see if anybody wants to... So anybody else is interested in going with me. I'm like, yeah, that's fair enough. You know, I said, uh, I wouldn't mind. I'm okay to spend uh, for the normal ticket, which is 180 Now, yeah. let's, let's rewind about five... No, 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 further, further. Seven years ago, maybe yeah. a bit, uh, like, further than that. I used to go to a lot of concerts because I used to be a concert photographer. Full disclosure, got into most of those for free, but there were others that I just went to for fun. And because of the kind of music I was into, which was more like local Australian music. Local the tickets, like a, lo- a local, local, local audio. Audio file. <laughs> yeah, I, I found that those tickets were not that expensive. They would be probably like most of the time between 50 and and $100 which was fair enough. And I wasn't really into stadium bands. And I think when I saw Foo Fighters one time, they... Yeah, Foo Fighters? Who are they? Um, <laughs> wait, are you... I cannot tell if you are trolling. Nah, I've seen them like twice, once by what accident. What the fuck? You saw them, you saw them more I've times seen... than I have. Was it Foo Fighters? See, now I can't... Are you, no, no, no. Are you Eskimo Joe? Eskimo Joe-ing. Wait, <laughs> Eskimo Joe. Have you seen... Wait, are you talking about Arctic Monkeys? I think I've seen Arctic Monkeys as well. I've seen them twice. Anyway, yeah, those bands we just mentioned. Uh, actually, Eskimo Joe probably as well. I don't care <laughs> about them. They're, they're all, like, kind of 
really popular, kind of like, okay, Coldplay is a bit like next level, I think, but you can expect <laughs> to pay well over $100 for a ticket. Yeah. Um, so we saw Hans Zimmer, like, yeah, probably about seven years ago. I can't remember, a long time ago. It was definitely before the pandemic. Um, and those tickets to me seemed quite expensive. I think it was somewhere, maybe $150 to see Hans Zimmer yeah. at a big uh, theater, not a theater, stadium, I suppose. Kudos Bank Arena, I think is what it was. And that was the first time I was like, oh, wow, that's a lot of money. And I'm not like really into Hans Zimmer. Like I wouldn't go and see him again. Um, yeah, I mean, it's just a dude in front of like some people with <laughs> knobs and stuff, right? <laughs> but he wrote all the, he composed all this music. But yeah, yeah, it, he's not going to compose yeah. it for you right now. Like, no, <laughs> uh, it, yeah, it was for me that was pricey for me buying a console entertainment ticket over like, but in the hundred to two hundred range was pricey. And uh, in another experience, we wanted to see Billy Joel at Madison Square Garden in New York. And the tickets sold out really quickly, but because we were going to travel to New York anyway, we were like, oh, there's a lot of, we realized there were a lot of people um, reselling them. Uh, Yeah. And we were like, let's just, yeah, let's just fucking go for it. And that theoretically is the most we pay. We ended up paying like $500 each. Really good concert, but like, obviously I wouldn't spend that much money. So now... The value of music. Yeah. Now I understand that these these artists, these musicians, uh, these performers, they, they need to make money and we can support them by seeing them live. But I also think it's worth considering how much you would value the experience and if you, will really, if you would really like spend that much money to see a certain person. Like I was talking to a friend of mine, she said someone, I think her partner asked her, how much would you pay to see Taylor Swift? Like, what's the, what, like oh. how much would you pay to see her? Would you she pay was just a thousand dollars? She straight up said, I'm $1,000. If I get to see Taylor Swift live, $1,000 would not bother me at all. Shit. And obviously people put different value on these things. So when we were talking about Neil deGrasse Tyson, I said to Nick, what if I buy this ticket? I'm going to feel like a phony. What a big fan. What if someone else really wanted that ticket? You know, and then I also feel like it's kind of shit, like that they're charging for a meet and greet. And people cannot, may not be able to afford that, but they might be the biggest goddamn fan. It's like... You know, I'd actually even, like, buy a ticket for someone now that I'm thinking about it. It's, it's like, um, the accessibility of these things have got, has gotten quite out of hand. Um, what was another thing that's kind of, like, want to do the accessibility? Kind of, like, uh, convent, like, conferences are, like, industry conferences are, like, getting a bit more and more expensive. Like, almost, you know, uh... Probably north of five, seven hundred dollars, like a ticket per person or something like that. Basically, a concert. I'm pretty sure it's more than. Yeah, that. like a thousand dollars if you want yeah. to um, get recordings or whatever. But yeah, it's getting like quite inaccessible to people in the industry who don't get their way paid by their companies and still want to upskill and stuff like that. And uh, yeah, music, the music industry obviously is getting to a point where it's not even taylor swift that's pricing these things right it's not even taylor swift's team. ticket master, ticket master. <laughs> the evil ticket tech ticket master um and you get the you, you know the whole concert thing with uh what's his name was it drake no it wasn't drake uh yeah what's his face uh i don't know we, yeah we name. talked to um travis scott travis scott yeah it's travis scott 
Where they just outs oversell the entire stadium and then people die and stuff like that. Anyway, so yeah, I think supporting supporting artists that you uh, enjoy, supporting anyone whose work you enjoy. I guess you always gotta um, ensure the livelihood of people who produce things. Yeah, I also have to this say that like <laughs> some some of the oh crap kicked my desk. Is that going to be in the record? It is. We, we never <laughs> edit this shit. Yeah. <laughs> the, uh, the band Smashing Pumpkins, I saw them back in 2012. They were big in, like, I guess the 80s, 90s. Uh, so I saw them in, like, 2012. I was kind of, I wouldn't say disappointed, but it wasn't, like, the best the best um, concert or even up there <laughs> because yeah. you could kind of tell that they were promoting their 2012 album but everybody wanted to hear the old stuff. <laughs> so I'm at the edge of the mosh pit, like behind like the big like crowd of people who are really into it. And I'm like the first row of people who you could tell literally only gave a fuck about like the old music that they played at the end. And you could see that because like as soon as they start playing the old hits, everyone's like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And they're coming back again this year. And I thought, hey, hey, let's go see them. The tickets were two hundred and nine dollars. Oh man! <laughs> and there were like three other, I think three other artists on the bill that I didn't honestly didn't really care about. And now the frontman of Smashing Pumpkins, Billy Corgan, has um, gotten into some like wrestling union, or he created his own wrestling union, and I'm just <laughs> gonna be like a wrestling thing there. And I, I just thought, you know what? I, you know, love your old music from the eighties and nineties. But I just cannot justify spending two hundred dollars to watch what you would do in twenty twenty three. Uh it, it's like going to see someone you like their music but they they might not be the best performer or mm. like the most exciting performance. So yeah. What are you what are you paying for exactly? You might as well just um I don't know. I prefer to watch the stuff on YouTube, to be honest. I don't think I'm missing out on anything on live music um, concerts. <laughs> we talked about my taste in concerts. Rookie! <laughs> yeah, in which case, like, none of it seems appealing to me. So, at the end of the day, uh, I don't want to shell out too much money, or if any money, going to the, see these people live. Um, what about comedy? No. You can no. watch it on Netflix. Yeah, it's, it's true, true. The that's interesting though. So Chris Chris Rock came out with his n- newest special. I don't know if it's actually on Netflix or anything yet, but he basically does a whole Will Smith bit. Um, <laughs> oh, of course. Yeah, yeah. Well, the thing is, he's not talked about it for like a whole year, mm. and so he has the whole Will Smith bit, and so I watched that on on YouTube. And he did it live, so I kind of didn't make that. Like the, the, I don't see the, I don't see the connection as to why. Oh, rather not the connection, the the difference between live and like a a special. And so I was listening to the this random YouTube channel who was like talking about it, and they said he had the ball. He had balls to do this live, like. No, neither of the com- com- comics on this in this podcast said that they would do anything like this live, and I was like, okay. So when you watch an, so their point is essentially, 
if you do it on TV, if you do it for TV, you should always edit. And if yeah. you're doing it live, you you do it live for the live audience. Like yeah. In, so it's like different experiences the way you're delivering the comedy. Yeah, and the mm. interesting thing they said was that it's because people who watch TV comedy um, have a different expectation to people who go to see live comedy. Mm-hmm. In, in live comedy, people expect some rough edges, like they'll mess up a joke, or they they won't like land it as well. But yeah. on TV, people expect everything to be super clean no hiccups everything lands well and it's like the perfect performance essentially goes on tv so him doing it a hundred percent live no edits for tv seemed like a mistake to them what yeah because he messed up the will smith joke he messed up one of the one of the jokes okay so were were they like reviewing special with Chris Rock but they no, were sort of just they talking about it they weren't reviewing it they didn't they weren't saying like oh he should have done this better or that better or mm. he shouldn't have messed up or he should have messed up oh who would want to mess up but they were basically just saying um they were saying like oh he like it was good they just said it was good and they weren't trying to pick it apart or anything but one of the guys who listened to it didn't even notice that he messed up the joke, even though Chris Rock himself said, ah, I messed up the joke. Um, but yeah, <laughs> as like a professional comic, apparently, like, it doesn't seem like a wise move to do a TV special unedited slash live. Yeah. I don't really care, but I yeah. think I've, I think I've seen more comedians live than I've seen actual, like, comedy specials. Because yeah. what I see on I, on YouTube or whatever uh, is just like snippets yeah. of like one joke or whatever. Yeah, so I don't... I have never seen... Have I never seen a comic live? Yeah. I don't think I've went to see someone do live comedy. Um, I don't know. I just don't value live <laughs> live things Interesting. as much as other people. The whole... I get it though, you know. Everyone's enjoying it at the same time. Kind of like how we were talking about Hamilton and how there was a time where everybody yeah. was enjoying it simultaneously and that like really made it hype um, and fun to be part of. So I guess that's, you know, concert vibe, but that's I'd rather spend my money on stuff, other stuff. I have different priorities in my spending. <laughs> yeah. That's fair. So concerts, what are you going? What are you going to see? What have you seen? Oh, I saw Carly Rae Jepsen last week. That was very right. good. That's hilarious. Yeah. Why I, is it hilarious? I don't know. Because she's the, she's the Friday chick. Um, no, she's not. No, she's not. Call Me Maybe. She's Call Me mm. Maybe. Yeah. yeah, she actually, like, that's what people know her for. But her music is actually very good. It's very catchy. Um, Nick had a good time. Like, he, I usually drag him to fucking screamo shit. That it's just like super not approachable. No, I'm exaggerating. Um, I tend to like hard rock and like metal stuff and very obscure music. Tune into uh, our episode like... three of where we talked about music. I think. <laughs> Is it three? Yeah. It's very early. Yeah. So you you went to see Kylie Rae Jepsen recently? She was fucking good. I was so excited. It's like, a good performance. It was very good. Yes, she was a great performance. And that's the thing, right? Like we also. I think I might have mentioned 
We saw Elton John like last month or something. Oh yeah, you're out in the rain. Not even yeah, not yet. Not even like big fans, but he just puts on a good performance and like now Nick is listening to his music like just day to day and like that's pretty funny. Oh, there's like this thing about listening to music before you go to the concert and listening to music after you go to concert being like Oh, why are you doing that? You're gonna like see them later. Or why are you doing that? You just fucking saw them. Like, yeah. this, uh, there's something about it. Like for me personally, like I think I don't really tend to listen to them so much after the concert. I think it's always before. I don't know. Actually, no. It really depends. But uh. I I listen to a lot of uh, boys like girls before going to the concert, um, because I think during concerts it's hard to discern songs if you yeah, don't know them well enough yeah. yeah yeah like watching the, like listening to the, the, to the bloody red jumpsuit apparatus <laughs> and I'm like <laughs> they keep telling me that this is their famous song but I have no fucking clue what it is and then I listen to it again afterwards in like uh, on the on the disc and I on the not the disc um on the on Spotify or something like that yeah um and and I was like I still don't recognize it but even with all the, the, the lyrics, vampire... they just, we started talking about the lyrics. Oh my god! Um, but yeah, I think it's it's easier to in, enjoy it if you know like the music well enough, um, or at least to like understand that the song they're singing now is X song. Yeah, um, yeah. Like when I when I saw Arctic Monkeys, there was one song where they started playing the drum beat and a bit of a riff, but this was definitely not in the recording. Yeah. But they just kept playing it, but everybody knew what fucking song it was because yeah. they knew that song well enough to be like, well, they're doing like this, what do you call it? Not an intro, but like a pre, yeah. whatever, warming everyone up and everyone's just getting excited waiting for the beat to drop kind of shit. Um, and I think if you don't, yeah, if you don't know a song that well, when you see it live, you're just like, All what right. song are they playing? Yeah. What song are they playing? And then play, you're like, oh. Uh, but yeah, the reason I sometimes listen to music after a concert is because I just remember how good it sounded live and... Yeah, I used to not understand this when I was younger. And people would say, "Oh, the live version is so much better," or "You should listen to the live version," or the "Live version is really good," or "It's better live." And I just really didn't understand that until I started going to concerts. I'm like, "Oh, I see what you mean." I see yeah, what you yeah. mean. Sometimes they change it up a bit. Sometimes it just sounds very good, like whether it's very true to the recording or if they change it just a little bit. Yeah, ex- yeah. When we when I listen to um, what's that girl's music now, it's more like oh, like you get the memory. So yeah. it's kind of an added bonus, I suppose, of it. Um, but yeah, so you're going to see another another band. Yes. So okay, I'm not I'm not shitting on them, but this band I'm seeing tonight is called Teenage Dads. <laughs> <laughs> so my friend was like, are they teenagers and dads? Or were they teenagers and dads when they started? Are they both? I'm like, I don't know. Um, I mean, where are they from? Sydney? Melbourne? I don't know. Uh, anyway, we yeah, we saw them support Lime Cordial last time we saw them. And I thought, cool. The tickets are affordable. I think they were like $40. Let's go. Um, and like, the truth is, I don't listen to their music a lot. I just feel like it'd be a fun show to go to. Yeah. Um, but uh, it has made me think about how, like, yeah, spending money on entertainment events like these, and whether you think they're worth your money or whatever. I feel like 
maybe in the future I would be a bit more selective about bands that I see and I'd only go to ones that like I'd really really want to see yeah but then there are, there are concerts I've been to where I've been like oh fuck I don't feel like going and then I go and then it's really great so there's that too <laughs> yeah so uh, we were my partner and I were thinking of um, actually going to see Blackpink live oh yeah but man, Very I signed. Expensive. I signed up for the notification and I didn't get it, and it was this is like so sold annoying out. This happens, yeah. Yeah, and I was like, well, I just remembered, maybe like a month ago, and I checked the tickets. I'm like, well, they're all out. Oh well, not too, not too heartbroken about it. But I would have liked the notification that I signed up for, and I think, you know what? If they're gonna be a monopoly, I guess this is why they're like, this is what they get as part of being a monopoly is that they don't have to like do anything good really um they have no competition <laughs> what do you mean <laughs> no competition to improve their services like they don't need oh, to improve right. anything because everybody needs to use them ticket um, ticket master yeah ticket master think, ticket tech whatever. ticket tech is different i think i think, Who owns ticket tech? I think they're australian I, yeah me too. ticket master is the shit bag yeah oh wow 1.1 stars we love it yeah Complete everybody loves it shit Maybe this is the service that you get when you get... Yeah, very poor customer service. Um, not sure how this company operates without customer service in Australia. Yeah, I think I looked at the... Thi- like, I think um, I was missing a ticket for a postponed show. And I was like, how the fuck do I, like, contact you people? Here we go. Something. Ticket Tech, a global leader in ticketing and technology. Australia, New Zealand, UK, Singapore, Philippines, Malaysia. Okay. But I think Ticketmaster was the one with all of the issues. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's all the ones with the issues. But I think ticket tech's just as big as a monopoly in these areas anyways. Like, what other way do you buy tickets in Australia? Um, uh, ticks is a oh, small yeah, one. Oh, yeah, Moshticks. Yeah, I, I, like, I, I like them. I don't know, I just never had problems with them. Moshticks, um, we used to get these for... Oh, yeah, see, there you go, the Supernova, all the con- like the conventions uh. and stuff use use mosh ticks so that's where yeah I'm i think the from. smaller the smaller sort of venues and stuff use mosh ticks yeah mosh ticks oh shit no way uh what? what's this you want to get a soup and a comic well i mean i stopped going because well kind of over it but it seems like um and the thing is i don't have very much celebrity um idolize or idolism what is it I don't, don't idolise I don't idolise much yeah. celebrities So uh, Although I know all of them Like Like this guy in the middle What's his name? Uh, I Australian. actually have no clue Carl Urban Carl Urban um, I don't know him You don't know who Carl Urban is? No I don't know who he is either Besides the fact that I watched The Boys um, He's Australian Oh I think you did tell me about he's, The Boys Is he Australian? Yeah he's New Zealandish. Sorry Is he related to Keith Urban? <laughs> I think he is Oh shit! Carl Urban, Korea, Xena Warrior Princess, um, Lord of the Rings. Right, he's in Lord of the Rings. Uh, is he related? To Carl Keith Urban? No, I don't think he is. Carl Urban and <laughs> Keith Urban. It's like top question, right? Oh, Carl. The two shares K's. What's the answer? No. They are both from New Zealand. 72, Keith Evans, five years older. Jeez. Finally get your answer. Oh my god. Websites. It's like yeah. really, really long. Who are these people? And just tell me the answer. It's no. They 
we have established they are not brothers, neither do have any kind of... Oh my god, like, it's a thousand words to say one word. <laughs> Anyways. Yeah, he's in a bunch of stuff. Um... Uh, what would you have watched? Pete's Dragon. See, Thor, I haven't watched any of Thor Ragnarok. Haven't oh, watched that. Man. Oh um, my god, I literally haven't seen any of these. Open up the, um, see all... Star Trek, uh, Lord of the Rings. You didn't watch Lord of the Rings? Oh wait, I did. Uh, yes. Eomer. Eomer. Carl Who Urban. Who the frig is that? I'm not the Lord of the Rings fan in this household. <laughs> it's That's Nick. Um, anyway, so Carl Urban, yeah. or those who know Carl Urban is, he's, he's coming. Um, there is also, what's his name? Stephen Amell. Arrow? Yeah, Arrow is coming. Um, this woman looks familiar. Oh, she's from Mandalorian. She's That's from Mandalorian. Right. Uh, so yeah, anyways. So actually, on that topic about like Nick wanting to go like go meet and greet but not you yeah my like I would go with friends to Supernova who really like meeting all of these actors like from Lord of the Rings and stuff like that so yeah. I would get the regular ticket and they would just buy all the extra stuff that they that, to go see yeah. meet them get photos and whatever stuff like that and they just they just go off and do that and then come back and say, hey, I got an autograph. I'm like, yeah, cool. Yeah, I, I think it's different at a convention, though. Like, I think the Neil deGrasse Tyson thing is just, like, watching him do talk, and so I'd have to get a whole extra seat somewhere else. So I'm like, oh, at that point, Oh, interesting. So like, if you spend the extra money for the upgraded ticket, you yeah, get you're a, in a different section. Yeah, you're in, like, a seat right in front of the stage. Oh. Yeah. That's yeah. weird. Um, I'm, they but shouldn't yeah. tie those two together. Like, why? They, you just price people who want to have a that good, is a good point. versus people who want yeah at music concerts they do this they have a meet and greet package costs like a hundred bucks extra but but it's all floor standing kind of shit yeah that's ridiculous music industry's gotta get on get on top of it of course they're m- milking your money because they're like oh you want to meet them pay for the better seat oh and that's the other thing right like when I was like taking photos at concerts I would queue up and like at the merch desk and talk to the I know you can't do this for a giant stadium band like fucking Coldplay right <laughs> like, yeah. but you know at a, at a um, venue like the Metro Theatre or something like I would I would wait to say hello to like the artist or, or get a picture with them or something like that and yeah. I found like that was worth my time and it was val- like I valued that and I it was free Right? And now here I am like, man, you're just trying to take $300 off me to meet Neil deGrasse Tyson? I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. That's a bit of a bummer. Um, but yeah. This, Why uh, do people pay like $300 to meet us? <laughs> <laughs> All right, everybody. If you want to meet and greet. <laughs> yeah. We'll be this in... is my address jokes. <laughs> we'll, we'll be in Japan. So <laughs> <laughs> so just to like, just to get a, um, get a free trip to Japan-ish. Um, but yeah, there's a there's a couple of YouTubers that call uh, called Two Set Violin. I don't know if you know them. Nope. But essentially, they do they do violin related content on um, YouTube. They're from Australia. I think they live in Brisbane. They're comedic. Um, but essentially, like ever since they started their YouTube channel, they had kind of quit being concert violinists and like yeah. being professional violinists. But their YouTube channel has gotten so 
um, so popular that they got four million subscribers. Yeah, wow. They do. They they get they get loaned out, like all the best violinists in the world get loaned out um, particular violins called Stradivariuses. Yeah. Um, these violins can range from two million to priceless, but essentially they get loaned out to the top uh, violinists to play at concerts. These two <laughs> get loaned out strads to them to like to play at their own concerts. They um, they fly to Singapore and they do concerts with like the the um, Singapore Orchestra or something like that. Mm. National Sim- so I'm like, holy crap! Like they've they've really they've really come up and um i forgot the point of my story but essentially yeah they, they get, don't have to pay for their instruments because yeah because they're that they've become so popular but yeah like they they now now they get to do concerts or rather they um they hadn't had a concert pr- prior un- mm. until like they got invited out to play in singapore and then all of a sudden like their their career is like um, comedic violinists, I suppose, and roasting other violin players beca- wow. became like an actual uh, like touring. They have tours now, so yeah, they're trying to make classical music more mainstream, I guess. Um, nice. And their tickets. All oh, right, so I think their tickets were like a dollar. Yeah, oh, this is my point. Okay. Yeah, they're yeah. just a dollar. They're like, we don't care. Like, <laughs> this is just so that you know. Um, that it's for local people will pay the yeah. dollar and then on I think you pay something else for online streaming or something um, so yeah they, they're like they're very much taking a different um, angle on this what's this yeah um, then by no means the best violinists um, but they are they are quite um, like happy to do this kind of stuff for not that is cool that is cool much respect i also think that maybe those um you know that pay pay what you want oh yeah pay what you want should be a thing i can't remember if i've seen any recently yeah for concerts but yeah for concerts man i don't who, who would actually pay anything i know video games have this pay as you want thing as well or maybe Sometimes. like if you were a <clears throat> up and coming like musician in australia i'm just using australia as an example but maybe you have tears maybe you'd be like okay you want to pay oh that's what they did for like um i think was it splendor in the grass or groove in the moon like one of the big festivals they had tiers of tickets i think like i think you could pay for which how much you wanted to pay but it was like i think 99 dollars and then 150 and then two or something like that yeah. And then there was a limited amount of the cheaper ones, obviously. Um, but yeah, it's not it's not new. Yeah, the um, there's something in here. Uh, that it's called the humble bundle, and essentially, I can't find out where it is. Um, what they do is that they have a zero dollar tier. Oh yeah, I think here. So yeah, you pay you pay at least thirty five dollars for forty for these forty six items. Like usually, or like in here. In here, so if you yeah. if you give them thirty five dollars, you'll like you'll get for these forty six items, but you can essentially say like I don't like zero dollars, and you would get oh. a like basically you have they have a set of games or whatever 
three games. If you don't, you can pay what you want for three games. But if you pay above thirty-five dollars, you'll get six games. So yeah, they kind of like every like you said tiers. They have tiers from after zero onwards to get you yeah. more, more benefits. So it's almost like a Kickstarter, except it's already it already exists. Like yeah, yeah. The um the other thing is that you get to choose how much money you can give to um charity. So oh, like as an extra added additional donation, you can no, as in like let's say I paid. $35 I can then cha- adjust the donation amount and there's oh, usually a slider okay. here but essentially I can say right I won't give extra to charity where more money goes to the charity than it goes to the hump the, to the organization yeah so, okay so yeah in this one $16 goes to the organization but then you can reduce that amount to give more to the charities rather than, the, than to the organization um, so yeah there's a, like a charitable aspect to this that's cool. Um, yeah, I think in this specific one that I'm showing, it's like pay a dollar forty-two or more. Mm-hmm. So you pay a dollar forty-two, you get the basic amount, and then you pay more than that, you can get um, a, up to a thousand dollars in value for thirty-five dollars, essentially. Oh, here you go. Seven item bundle: a dollar forty-two for seven items, twenty-one dollars forty-two for twenty items, and mm. then thirty-five dollars for forty-six. So it keeps things accessible, I think. It's really interesting. That's cool. But they do this for concert tickets? Oh, boy. <laughs> I think that might go really badly, actually. Oh, really? I'm just trying to think of the worst possible scenario. Yeah, you know what? Actually, that's what's going to happen. People are going to scalp tickets. Oh, yeah. You just pay a yeah. dollar. And then yeah, buy like fucking it. 50 of them. Resell. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> yeah. People, people are the worst. The, yeah, the, I, so I think... Oh, do you remember when Radiohead released that album for, uh, quote-unquote, no, free... In Rainbows. Radiohead in Rainbows I've, album I don't know release. if I've actually listened to a song by Radiohead, but I oh, probably have. Oh, you are terrible, terrible, <laughs> terrible, Jeff. Is it Creep? Probably. You would know Creep. Um, anyway, yeah. they released an album in, I think it was 2008, maybe, called In Rainbows, and... Yeah. They, they just did... This was, like, on the rise of, like... Um, like, it was after you could download shit on LimeWire, but yeah, when people were starting to be like, hey, what if we did this? What if we release music for free? Whatever. So they did, like, a pay-what-you-want for this new album, and you could literally put in whatever you wanted, and some people actually did put in some amount of money, but you could put zero and yeah. then get the album and download for free. Yeah. Uh, and they did find out that a large percentage of percentage of people bought the album, bought got the album for free. But it was kind of like this revolutionary thing at the time that like that no artist had done before. Release and right. they're a pretty big they're a pretty big band. But that's like for um, that's for downloading music for concert tickets. I feel like if a really big like a well-known artist did that it it would just result in a lot of people scalping the tickets whereas maybe a lesser known a lesser known artist might it might work out a bit like I, more I fairly guess, i guess the problem is that tickets to a concert is limited by like nature <laughs> like you can't have an infinite amount of people in there so you can't really like promise an infinite amount of product like 
for this stuff yeah. is very digital, right? You could pay zero dollars and download it for free, and That's it could go on it. infinitely. But at some point, <laughs> seats will run out on a on a concert, and it will have to stop. Like, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Shit. Yeah. Idea ruined. Idea ruined. But we should definitely have that whole thing with the charity and the and the uh, the slider. Like you could pay yeah. that three hundred dollars for the ticket, but hey, if you're not that big of a fan of Neil deGrasse Tyson, slide that over to the charity and make yourself like, oh yeah, I'm paying two hundred dollars to charity and a hundred dollars for <laughs> DeGrasse Tyson, and we're all good to go. Um, but yeah, so so was it like was it on what you went to something on Friday? Was it Richard Dawkins? Nah, I went to something. Wait, I went to something yes, yeah, yesterday. Yeah, I went to Peking Duck. Oh, Peking duck! I know them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not the Chinese. <laughs> I know, I know the food. <laughs> it's no, oh, it's, it's deep. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, them. Wait, is it They're because I you told me who they are? I may have. Yes, I may have. Probably. Um, they do like pop electronic kind of music, which I like I don't actually. They've yeah, done a lot of collaborations with other artists. Uh, okay, probably. Yeah. You might have seen them on some some festival bill as well yeah maybe anyway yeah they were so good you... it was like a rave i don't know but i've also never been to a rave it was a, it was kind of a new experience for me because like i have been to i think it was called i think there was a festival called is it inside out <laughs> like a, there, was That's a, a there was a festival yes as well but i had to photograph <laughs> electronic music festival way back and it was called Inside Out, and I think Peking Duck were there, and it was a lot of other electronic artists. And I didn't really care that much because I'm not usually into that music, but I just had to take pictures. But I got into Peking Duck because I think their music is a bit more pop. It's just kind of fun. It's not just them. They they do a lot of like collaborations with other artists, and I think that's why I found it interesting. They were interesting to see live because it's not usually my kind of thing. Right, right. Nice. So look at the inside out here. Chilling. Yeah, day one. Is that the one. The Veronica's. Whoa. Uh yeah. Hmm. <laughs> Tamworth, I... Adelaide, and Cairns. Seems like they're not interested in Sydney. Yeah, when I saw it, if I'm thinking about the right bloody uh, festival, uh, it was at Centennial Parklands. Oh. Yeah, pretty yeah. out of the way. I think Illy was there actually, but anyway, I don't. Like I said, don't listen to a lot of this kind of music. So, yeah, yeah. going to an electronic artist's like oh yeah, I can have some opinions bit... on. <laughs> it's a bit different. I've okay. been to a dubstep uh, you know concert. <laughs> oh right, but but you know Flume. Uh, vaguely, yeah. Yeah, like I think he's just. Please don't roast me, but I'm roasting. I'm roasting him. I'm saying just a DJ with quotation. My fingers are in air quotes. Um, as a concert photographer, I just didn't really get... I didn't really understand what the appeal was with photographing DJs. I'm like, they're just fucking standing there with their decks and shit. Yeah. <laughs> and it, it's... You know, I, I get it. It's it's a different kind of performance, not to everyone's taste. I have to admit that Peking Duck was very interesting. That They had a lot of, like, smoke and lights and coloured lights. And it was quite different to just someone with a fucking deck on stage doing some DJ shit. My problem with DJs and live is that you can't tell whether or not they're actually 
you know, doing the thing. You can't like, because、yeah. DJing is an art. Like、mm. turntable uh, music, um, like um, com- not combining something along the lines. I can't remember what it's called. In any case, DJing is an art, but like I think a lot of DJs do not practice it. They sit there simply Spotify DJs, as we call them.、Um, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> but but yeah, I think I would totally go to a DJ that is mic- that mixes live. That's it. Like if they're mixing live, then I'd be way more interested in going to see them live because generally when they mix live, I know they practice it and shit. But there there is probably. A chance that you hear something unique, kind of like when you were saying, like in a concert, sometimes they they don't do the things that you hear on the on the、um, yeah. On the they、albums. kind of improvise they, a little they bit. They ad lib and stuff, or they create something that's slightly new for the concert specifically. So I think is more chances of ex- like listening to something like that's a rendition of what they've done previously、um, at a, at like a live for a DJ、um, that is actually mixing. Live, so I appreciate DJ art, but I, <laughs> man, the amount of DJs you see on Instagram that have photos of them in front of their decks, and I just their their credibility kind of like goes down. Is it just like for show? Because you can can you tell like I don't know that like the massive the massive like crowds and stuff really um and and you see them like play and just something about it doesn't seem like. They're mixing live,、oh, yeah. It it's kind of like lip syncing, right? You, you go to a concert and you, you like, I can't tell if they're like lip syncing or not, and I feel like if I can't tell if they're lip syncing or not, it's it's already down like negative in my books. Oh, that's、um, never happened to me. Like, I've never had that kind of doubt. I suppose. Yeah, I mean. Nine times out of ten, there probably are, but like whenever I watch live stuff, like、uh, live stuff on YouTube, and I'm like, I, I. Could, Are they lip syncing? Yeah, no. I think it's easy to tell in real life if someone's lip lip syncing. Yeah. Either way, I think there's there's an art to a lip syncing as well. I know that like um, so like I think, K-pop specifically. I don't know about other places, but when you go see a K-pop group sing live, you know that certain parts of it is going to be like lip sync or even them not even lip syncing. What a they disappointment! Just play, they play the music in the back because. To, for K-pop, it's more about their like dancing, all the dancing, all the、yeah. performance. If they're performing as best as they can, they can't sing as good as they can. So it's kind of like a trade-off.、Um, Shitty. <laughs> unless you're Beyonce or something. Oh、know? yeah. So actually, unpopular opinion. I I don't I don't actually get why people are so obsessed over Beyonce. Yeah, I agree. Like in the last. Decade or something like that. I think her last good songs were I don't know,、um, was it? I can't even name the song now. Single ladies, you know that that kind of yeah. Era. After that, I was like,、yeah. so I tried. Li- I listened to her whole album that was released, I think, last year. Oh I just, yeah. I just didn't feel it. Like、beeps、I don't know.、Boops. I didn't. It's beeps and boops. Yeah, I don't know. It wasn't like to me. It wasn't really unique. I don't know. Nothing about it stuck out to me. Although I get it. Like she's. Obviously, a good performer. You can 
Yeah. Don't you understand, Georgie? Mm. That was the point. She's making a statement about how all music sounds the same. So she herself. Wait, are you sure? Now I, I can't know. even tell if you're bullshit. trolling. <laughs> I'm just trolling. <laughs> <laughs> like what you want to like. And with on that note, you should <laughs> should like like that we're going to end this podcast. Um, I hope so. So. <laughs> Uh, follow us on our Toast Rose Pod on Twitter. Uh, you can find our episodes on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you find your podcasts, and the big Beyonce. <laughs> uh, she gets a shout out after I roasted her. Yeah. Fair enough. And uh, new episodes every Monday. So see, see you next week. week. Bye. Bye.